cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. Alrighty. Welcome to another lovely episode of Life with Lebang here on cliffcentral.com. I am so, 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 so psyched for the conversation that I'm about to have. Uh, you know, when you've got like a burning thought inside of you and it's just like, blah, 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 just like bubbling inside of you and you just need to let it out. That's how I feel today. There are so many things that I've been wanting to uh, discuss with my guest today. Uh-huh. Um, and this is something that my guest once said. Please listen to the spice. <laughs> Actually, we don't call it spice, but just listen to this. I am an African. I owe my being to the hills and the valleys, the mountains and the glades, the rivers, the deserts, the trees, the flowers, the seas, and the ever-changing seasons that define the face of our native land. I am an African. I mean, who just says that? Like, I feel like you must have been in some very deep, and you say a lot of things, but that one I was like, okay, whoa, you are truly living what you believe so outwardly and so out loud. I'm chatting to Siabonga Zungu today. Um, You can find him at brand underscore Sia everywhere. He's the poster child of like brands in South Africa. So if you own a brand right now, you should definitely turn the volume up because this is the guy. Sia, how are you? I'm fine, thanks with you. I'm good. So tell me about that that quote that that I am an African. I mean, why why did you say that? That's from that's from Tawan Becky, and it's like a it's a powerful thing that he said, and it's um I think it's something that. We should like live by and, def- and define ourselves by, find our identity mm. and uh, believe in. So it's, I think it's an important message to, to, to us as Africans. Yeah. And know that we're not just, um, our face, skin. We are not just our languages. There's so much more to us. Our, we are our mountains, our seas and our beauty. And mm. I think that's something we should resonate to the world, you know? Mm. So I think more, the more we buy into the, what it is to be an African, I think the more the world will buy into us as Africans. What do you think it is to be an African? I think it's, uh, for me, I define it by my culture. Like it's my culture. It's my heritage. It's just, it's my identity. It's what I see. Myself as the way I want to raise my kids as the way I want to like leave my imprint in the world. And I think that's what defines us as African and telling mm. our story ultimately to the world. Mm. So the more we do that, the more we, the more we impart our knowledge and uh, our story to the world, the more we believe in who, are, who we are as people, yeah. as Africans. And I think that's what it means to me personally. You know? Yeah. Listen to you. <laughs> huh? Such nice words. <laughs> But like on a, on a real level, I know that personally, I also struggle with that. I also struggle with, um, really identifying as a true, true African. And that's just because I feel there's a bit of a disconnect with, you know, that part of my life that I, I so desperately want to know more about. I want to know so bad about my ancestors. I want to know so bad about my lineage. I want to know so bad about even just my surname, but I just don't have access to that information. So. How can I actively participate in becoming more of an African and serving a better purpose for my continent, um, you know, as a result of my desperate need? 
I think I think we need to read more. We need to open those books and mm. gain more knowledge, and also just listen to our elders. Like, mm. There's so many stories. You know, sometimes I think sometimes we go to family gatherings of and We go to those things, mm. and we sit in the corner playing with our phones, or we just have banter, and we lose the sight of the knowledge that we can get from our elders, our uncles, and the stories that they have to tell. There's so much we got to learn from those people. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's something that was used to be our thing as, as, a, as an African culture where we passed down stories yes. and cultures and customs from yes. generation to generation. I think we need to get more to that element where we go back to the idea of passing knowledge and stories, reading up. And also once we have those stories, take those stories to the creative spaces and that mm. can be your paintings, your, that can be your movies, your series, your storylines when, you know, your talk shows. We need, we need to realize as much as we're in a global space, we need mm. to also tell our story in the yes. global space and not just be only consumers of the global story. Do you think there's room for us in boardrooms? Do you think there's room for those stories, um, those truly African stories in boardrooms where those decisions are made, those big life-changing, market-changing decisions are made? Are, is there room for those stories? And I think so. That's, that's, that's our differentiating, differentiating factor. I think that puts us into those boardrooms that mm. we know our story and we can tell our story best. So when we're in there, I think it's one thing to conform, but I think you need to find your voice. And once you're in those spaces, tell your story, tell how people receive certain things. Mm. I think that'll change the dynamics of how uh, you engage with content. Um, mm. And I think that's important because you are a representation of many people who are similar to you, that have the same upbringing as you, but you know that story very well. For sure. Once you have that access and opportunity to tell that story in a space where it's comfortable, uh, well, not comfortable, but in a space that has impact or empowerment to other people, then it's important for us to use that knowledge, that power that we've been given to tell that story for us. Yeah, world, I know, love that. For the company. That's, that's like ideal, you know, um, we, we, I, I envision, you know, the world being like that. I envision South African agencies creating room for us in that way. But if we undress the reality of what it is happening currently in 2021, we're seeing that these people that are in, you know, decision making places are mainly, you know, one race or one like minded or one side thinking. There's not a lot of seats that are being offered at the table for a young Lebang to come through and put in his two cents, for a young Sia to come through and say, hey, I've got a way that we can reach more people. And funny enough, at the same time, we're sort of in a time of transformation where mm. there are more young, um, you know, uh, uh, executive creative directors, ECDs and creative director CD. So particularly within like the advertising space and industry, as in as much as we're in a space of transformation, there is still that very, very, very loud, obvious disconnect between brands and the market. So I want to touch a little bit on just bringing that thing closer and letting it become one. Why is it that Charles is being paid a salary to be the copywriter on a brand that is actually Iwisa, that is for, mainly targeted at, Abantu Bakulumaganje? Why are we seeing that only Paul is getting the big bucks to tell a nation of, you know, people that live in the townships how to use Sunlight Bar Soap? So this is what I want to find out from you because you're on the inside. I'm on the outside just consuming. I'm just actually busy with my consuming. You know, so I want to know 
why that is and how we can just close that gap. I think um, the important thing now is just to be identifiable and and the brands must be identifiable not by just the message that they send mm. but also now how how the people that make up the brand resonate with the with um the people who are consuming the brand mm. and therefore you do need that insight you need cultural diversity Definitely. You need gender diversity yeah. um you need background diversity yeah. and that needs to be incorporated into your company strategy and direction because it's very important. You, it's how, how do you sell to some, to people in Soweto and no one in your team has ever been to Soweto. Exactly. You know? mm. Um, it's, it's, it's important. And also how do you identify nuance and cultural issues without having someone who's within that space or who will be able to pick up the red flag and say, Hey, this could not land well with mm. the audience. You mm. know? And that's why you have a lot of brands always apologizing because there's not enough diversity. Yeah. And, and also something that I always like to forget to add, but it's true. We also need diversity of age. Uh, you need, Ooh, please, <laughs> you need some young please get some young spaces. blood in there. Yeah, there needs to be an understanding that uh, we do need a young voice and yes. also an empowered voice. Because I think we've got two steps to this. We've got, first of all, you need to diversify the organization and the company mm. so that it represents the masses of the country. Yes. Number one. And number two, you need to empower the diversities. Don't, yes. don't put me as a figurehead. Uh, put me there to make change, to have input, to find my voice, to be able to define my role in that space so i think that's very important to do so and we need to start doing that more and mm. and we need to have a, a an organizational drive to have that done mm. so i think continuously um finding those gaps and ways to to get that knowledge in part imparted into organizations yeah. but not just do it to tick a box you know it's not a transformation yeah, box exactly it, you need to generally believe that mm. there is talent mm. In Soweto, there's talent in Kailicha, there's mm, talent in, in Alex, yeah, there's in a Google story Lezu, to tell, yeah. and then there's a talent in Bonang outside, you know, just all of the people mm. that you believe that, uh, have value. Yes. They, they have value outside of just their skin, their age, their youth. 100%. You just, you just need to look outside of the bias that you might have in the past where you say, oh, maybe, um, you're too young to be in this position, or maybe you you don't you lack experience. Yeah, you like this, you like that, mm. and 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 not box people and figure out that how can we get more of these type of people into the spaces that mm. we, that we are occupying. But mm. once you've given them that space, to we also give them the allowance to actually grow, learn, engage, and do something. I think yeah. sometimes also the big problem, especially with the youth and all that, is that we expected in um, to be young, but also with like. 20 years experience. Mm. Like how? <laughs> Please <laughs> make the pot. How? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I supposed to get that experience from? Exactly. So I think um, understanding that um, you, it's not just about giving someone an opportunity, but it's also giving them a platform to learn and grow mm. and then empower them, mentor them, um, do help them grow. Mm. You know, it's not mm. just, don't just throw them uh, in the deep end and say, mm. swim and then you go, yeah, I caught you out. You, you can't you do can't, it. Exactly. But say, okay, I've given you the opportunity. I've given Sia this opportunity and once I've given Sia this opportunity, how can I create an environment for him to grow and become a better person and mm. become a better marketer or brand or better whatever, you know? So it's mm. continually doing those kind of things. Anyway. I love that. I love that. Speaking of doing more, something we're seeing more and more of lately um, are local South African brands that are proudly and truly South African. We're seeing obviously the popular ones, Bobatu, Bo, what's that one? Drip. Um, you know, these are, are brands that are making waves. And I, I like that it's sort of opening the doors 
for more and more people and it's encouraging more South Africans to just, you know, just mm. risk it. Just jump off the cliff and fly, you know, just see what it is you can do with your brand. If you've always had an idea and you've always wanted to make your own homemade honey, Please do it. <laughs> like, do it. If you've always wanted to package and sell your acha, please do it. Like, what is stopping you from, you know, just jumping over the next step and just trying something different? So, unfortunately, there has been some sort of weird backlash with seeing this goodness. I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. I love the fact that we're seeing so many local brands coming up. But... Um, a bit taken aback by the response. The response isn't always positive. Um, a very clear, uh, an obvious example I could say is with, uh, I think it's Drip or Batu. It's Drip. Drip, uh, is a sneaker and the, I think the business model of the shoe, um, kind of put people off a little bit. You know, there's, there's different, different, uh, business practices of which I want to pack, unpack a little bit as well a bit later. But I think the first thing I want to say or ask rather is, why do you think at the core, at the core of Abantabam Nyama, do we struggle to support each other in that way? I think, I don't know if it's the, the right term is, it, it's, it's not a red race, but essentially what we have to always look at, I like looking at context and I'm no expert in this, in the space, but I just speak from my experience and from what I can see. For sure. What, what do you, what you have is a, is a, is, is, is almost alludes to what you said in the beginning. So you have a, a situation where you've got high unemployment, you've got a uh, lack of opportunity mm. and the majority of the people uh, that you grew up with have been seen in a certain light. So you mm. see maybe people, black people as, inferior or you they've you've grown up in that environment where people are always, have always almost like the apartheid government has positioned black people as inferior mm. so mm. you grew up many people grew up in that mindset that when you see a black person you see a township you see poverty you see mm. that uh, it's positioning how they've kind of how the world has positioned it mm. and so you end up having a situation where now um you're fighting for little mm. and then if you grow up thinking that I'm inferior and my only competition is another black person. Mm. Then you'll struggle to see maybe a white or Chinese or some other people mm. as your equal your level. Yeah. yeah. They, you, they're higher than where you can be. Uh. So you, then you start attacking what's next to you. Mm. Cause everything is un, unattainable because it's high. I'm never going to be a CEO, but I can challenge Bonang for this entry level job. Mm. So, um, so it's that kind of, attitude that we need to kind of dispel and move away from mm. start understanding that we have a we have a worth we are worthy yes and not just say it but live it live our truth don't question uh a, a black brand love yes. that black brand because of what it is yes um uh, don't don't have an unequal thought process in your mind when i see a black brand i treat it differently but when i Go see a European brand. I'm happy about it. And mm. I take whatever message that they say. And this one I must question. Mm. We need to change our mindset of how we see ourselves. And I think for me, it's a self thing. Yeah. If you struggle to see yourself well, yeah. you struggle to see someone that looks similar to you in the same light. So if you think, I uh, see, I can't achieve something. I can't start a brand. I can't be big. Mm. I can't be a CEO of something. Mm. And then I see Le Bang doing something mm. and that's similar to my aspirations i go oh, but i must bring you down because i don't see myself going up so mm. the only way to level it up is, is to I pull you down that, someone that looks similar to me yes so it's those kind of um nuances that we need to fight it's a psychological issue it really is psychological this is a psychological 
bondage that we are in. There's yes. so much unlearning that needs to happen um, amongst us as a people. And there's something that you said there that I've, I, I've never thought of it that way. It's literally that. It's the God complex. It's, you know, uh, the person next to me is, it's easier to attack them rather than, you know, achieving what's above me. Because how can you, I, I say this often, how can you give somebody something that you do not have? Mm. I'm not going to believe in you because I don't believe in myself. Mm. What? Zuluish kettle? Forget <laughs> it. I can just boil water on a pot. Like, that's how bad it is, you know. And I'm in the business of stopping that. I'm in the business of how do we overcome all of that and just redo the cycle. I don't want my kids to have kids and their kids are still going to be responding like that. I want all my kids to start their own brands. I want all my kids to believe in themselves so much that they encourage the people next to them to do the same thing. And, you know, I guess I want that for every single South African and it's going to take a while, but I'm willing to start. I'm willing to begin the process of us getting there. And one of the, the ways I think we can, uh, get a step closer to that is by unpacking this, this business model. So not to say we're questioning, but let's rather educate. So there, there's like a term for, for, for what it is when you obviously go to maybe more alibaba.com or whatever, right, you know, they, yes, I think that's the term where you just buy something in bulk, but from the manufacturers because it's, it's affordable. It's within whatever your budget is for the business and you just ask them to please you know, branded Standard like this, India, yeah. and then they ship it over to SA, and then you said, Americans, uh, Australians, uh, Europeans have been doing this for centuries. So why now when a South African company does it, it's like, yeah, la bona. Yeah, you know, I, and it boils down to that. It's that belief in self. If, if we're more educated on some of these business processes, then I don't think, you know, um, those will be some of the issues that we'll be facing. I want to talk more about Creative Nine, Creative Eight Nine, yeah, Creative Eight Nine, Eight Nine Creative, yeah, Nine Eight Creative, Creative Eight Nine, Creative. Eight. <laughs> Tell me more about Creative Eight Nine. A new generation of thinking. So the whole concept is that it's just thinking of things differently. So the name comes from um, the concept that instead of um, most companies will say, oh, "We've been working since 1922, since mm. 1912," and I said, "Let's just own uh, the idea of just owning your youth." Only the fact that we just started now yeah. is nothing about having a hundred years of history where the question is, yes, you might have a hundred years of history, but you also in the same, the, the generation we're at now, the moment we're at now mm. is literally 10 years or 20 years. Honestly. So we're in the same level. Yeah, of- <laughs> when, you, when you say to someone, I've been doing business for a hundred years, my first thought is, okay, first of all, like, whoa, <laughs> what, what, what were you guys doing when I party? Like, what, 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 where were y'all at? So y'all were benefit. That's where my head automatically goes. I'm not sitting there going, whoa, you guys have so much experience. My first thought is, what are you guys doing for the people of South Africa? Exactly. What were you guys doing for the people in South Africa if you guys have been around for that long? Mm. So it's not something shiny you can still put on your CV, yo. Like, yeah, stop like, telling people that. It's a bit of a weird look now. <laughs> we're 27 years into like a democracy, dog. If anything, just, you know, adapt. Yeah, no, so, so it's a, the, the concept of that, how, how we visualize something. So yeah. our differentiating factor is that, look, we're different to what others are. Mm. Uh, we will showcase, we'll, we'll, Look at your brand. So the whole concept is how to develop people's brand identity, brand strategy. Very cool. Logo redesign. Like okay. Even, even to like PowerPoint presentations. We actually do all of these kind of wow, things. Wow, people still use PowerPoint. Yeah, like, like people use ugly PowerPoint. <laughs> 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 these things. And I, and, mm. I, and I like the science. So the whole 
idea behind it is the science of marketing. So, yeah. um, colors, what colors to use, what color palette to use. People, people just like, sometimes I think I've always seen this in branding. People just say, I want a logo and that's mm, it. And it's that's not a it. logo. Yeah. It's like going to a car dealership and just wanting a tire. It's not going to work. You need the whole car. Yeah. So branding is more than the logo. You know, it doesn't work without the steering wheel. Mm. And then it needs the gearbox to mm. keep the car moving forward. So think about it at all these little components. So if you just ask for a logo, you're asking for a steering wheel. Mm. And you don't have a car. Man. Exactly. And you can say, you can call it a car as much as you want to, but it doesn't move. It doesn't exactly. take you from A to B. So the the whole concept of it is redesigning how we see branding and mm. marketing and positioning and shaping. And also the, the whole idea was seeing where we are in, in like, there's a lot of people starting businesses, but mm. they think of branding and marketing at the end. Mm. They just want to have a product. That's and, all. And, and, and so the, that's the, how we try to place ourselves as, as people who can find solutions to branding needs. Um, yeah. So it could be everything like email signatures and you can't have a Gmail account mm. uh, and people, cause let's not bash Gmail though. I, I mean, don't. Gmail is the girl that she thinks she is. <laughs> She's been holding it down. Let me tell you why. Been it's holding not, it down. It's not in a bad way, but let's look at it. Like I always say to people, I don't, for me, it's not even bashing. It's like, how do you, how do you, when you, when you, when you start a business, you must also take yourself out of the, as the position of owning a business, but look at yourself as a customer. Yes. And then when someone sends Ooh. you something and says, Hey, buy my thing. And here's the quote on a word document on a, <laughs> I know it's a start, but, but you a, need to look when you, when you, whenever you get those little bit of money and then you start, you need to reinvest and have an mm. email signature because professionalism, Speaks volumes Like when mm. someone sees And you know it personally When you go to a store And there's no brand On the name And like what store is this mm. And then you buy a product And like what what brand What product you is You feel this? some type yeah, of way You're not sure yeah. So what branding does it, it provides a surety Of your purchase That's essentially what bra- Branding is Whatever mm. product You're looking at mm. The different What 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 differentiates each product essentially is how it, how we feel after we purchase. So there's a thing in marketing called buyer dissonance. So that's the concept of after buying something and you feel bad, why did you buy it? Like, yeah. oh, I think I just wasted money. Yeah. So you want to alleviate that from a, a person. So the concept of when you brand something and position something so that when you purchase something, when a customer purchases your product, they have an idea that, oh, chef, actually this is a good purchase and they don't feel bad after. They're very proud. Like I just bought Sears. Sneakers, mm. and they they feel proud of that, and they purchase they purchase decision doesn't get impacted mm. post the purchase. So that's what the brand experience is. It's from the point of seeing the product, and it's in the shelf, and it's competing next to three or four other products. Yeah, it stands out. Yes, and, and and then you're also buying. You know, essentially, it's now when I go into the concept of shopping. But take us to school, brother. <laughs> take us to school. Essentially, when you're in a store. What a brand essentially is, actually, it takes away all the stress of a purchase decision. Mm. So if I know that this is Omo and Omo has worked in the past, I don't want to guess if there was no name and there's a product A, B, C, D. I don't want to guess which one is the one I bought yesterday. Yeah. I want to purchase the one that I know is reliable. And if I don't know anything, if you know how you go send guys shopping for grocery stuff and I don't know And what you to come buy. back with the wrong things <laughs> all you the said, time. Just give me baking powder. But you know what happens in that situation, especially for me? I go, okay, look, out of all those products that I want to purchase, uh. which is the one I know? Oh, Iwisa used to sponsor Kaiser Cheese. They must be good. And I uh. get the, so it's, 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 it's alleviating the stress of making a purchase decision. And that's why there's positioning and all that stuff. So the idea is that 
when you position your brand in a certain way, it speaks to a certain audience. Yes. And then it makes that person comfortable in making that purchase decision for yes. the product. So that's why I think there's really big importance in that. It's the importance of how something looks like. Because if something looks shady, mm. you feel this like You shame. feel a it's bit like, shady. Ah, learner, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna buy this. This looks like it's gonna make me sick. Yeah. And you you're know? not gonna post it and show everybody that you bought it because you're like, I yeah, exactly. maybe this one. I, <laughs> this one, I, this one's not. not for the IG. So it's that. And it's also then it's an, it becomes an identifier as well. So there's mm. so many elements to the brand because now when you ask me, where did you buy this particular product? I can easily tell you that, Hey, this is the product and mm. this is the name mm. and this is how much it goes for. Yes. So it's consistent. Whether I go to Durban, whether I go to Cape Town, I know what to buy, how it looks like. Uh. It, so it, 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 it essentially alleviates that purchase decision. I but love if that. you had nothing, like no brands and you uh. just said A, B, C, D, sure. how do you define those roles? How do you make that decision, you know? And it's probably such a time heavy, you know, process. We may look at it like it's not, but it's, it's like waking up in the morning and deciding what to wear. Mm. You don't just know. You go, okay, maybe that t-shirt. <laughs> hey, maybe that hat. Hey, but no, it's not sunny enough. It mm. takes a while. So imagine the purchasing process in a shop where there's a list of things. That's a lot of time. So I, I, I see that there's a gap that's being closed. So, um, basically your, your work is, it's needed. See, so yeah, it's, it's important. It's relevant. Um, I'm excited for what creative eight nine is going to actually come up with because, mm. um, if you're all about innovating the way people look at things, then that's it. Because in most of these spaces, it's they don't let us in because, well, this is how we do things and this is how we've always done things. Yeah. Well, Christina, your time <laughs> is up. We need to find new ways of looking at things and of involving, you know, the people of this country more especially to connect more with these products. So I'm very excited. Um, and the other day I was chatting to you and I found myself using a term Local is lacquer. Yeah. Yo, please help me. Yo, <laughs> my word. Yeah. Um, help me, Sia, <laughs> because I, I haven't said that before the other day. I hadn't said that term for something like 15 yeah. to 16 years. I was like quite <laughs> surprised, but clearly it's still a thing. Mm. How do we redefine that? How do we, um, you know, inject that energy into people and say, guys, local is salimonati. We are still on top. How do we ultimately, you know, a- away from the psychological stuff, mm. how do we ultimately get, it's a two-part question. Mm. The first part is how do we get people involved? Yeah. The second part is how do we get the distribution involved? Because I know people that have come up with these amazing brands. And when they knock at the door at Pick and Pay or at Spa or at mm. Macro, Checkers, you can name all of them. It's always, ah. We already have soap, thanks. We already have acha, thanks. We already have, like, that is the bigger, it's distribution. There can be a gazillion. Mm. Every single South African can have their own brand. But as long as we don't have access to the distribution, then we've got a problem. So there I want you to be honest with me and tell me how we can overcome that. I just, I'm going to put it back on us. Um, so I think the biggest thing for me is not, it's not even just, it's not looking at it. the biggest notion that we need to get ahead of is the idea that the masses speak volumes okay so once we realize the importance of the masses speak volume so if consumers in south africa push for local content if consumers in south africa buy when they see something in south africa mm. if consumers believe in the local brands mm. every else everything else in the business structure is designed to follow what the consumers is doing definitely so the problem is that we don't realize the power in collectivism 
Sure. So we need to collectivize our, our situation. We Bars. need to get to a point. We need to get it. We need to get to a point where we do realize that we need to be collective in our thought, collective in our strategies, collective in our movement. Mm. I think I've always wondered what is our common goal as South Africans. Mm. And, and once we have that common goal, I don't know how we're going to have this discussion. Maybe we must have a, a, a group meeting as all South Africans. Uh, uh, and yeah. say, like, for example, <laughs> I'll give you America has American dream. Yes. And they know what it is and they know what it's defined by. They, from a young age to, to they, to they adulthood, mm. they know what American dream is. Mm. And it's important then for us to realize that importance of what is the South African dream? What is the mm. greater plan? What do we mm. want to see in 20 years time? Mm. And I think we'll, even there's four of us in this room, we'll get four different answers of what we would see as a country going yeah. through. And that's the problem. We need to have a unified dream. Sure. And once we have that unified statement and idea and goal, then we, then the retailers, the businesses, the They'll banks follow will follow suit. Because yeah. if I say I want CS sneakers, for example, and there's like ten thousand people are willing to buy that thing per mm. day, what you want to? Why? Yeah, what you want to? Mall of Africa is not going to say I'm not going to. The bank won't say yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think once we realize the power in ourselves that as as consumers, we have the power. We have collect. We have we have power in our words, what we say on social media, what we do in our purchase decisions. So it's not just about saying, "Hey, buy local," but it's also saying that, "Hey, I I'm saying buy local, but I'm also wearing local. I'm also yes, driving local. I'm also." Yes. And then, what it will do for us as a country, for me, I love the idea of anybody starting a business or a brand or a mm. product because. What it does to us is that it makes us believe. And that's something we've never had in a long time. Yeah. When I see LeBang doing something, I see you shining and achieving. Then I start having the goal to believe in myself. And I say, 100%. look, I've been wanting to start, I've been wanting to start to cook for a long time. I want to mm. be a chef, mm. but I've been scared because we're always scared of what people say. I want always. to buzz tea. Hey, what a, a crippling concept within <laughs> yeah. the black community. It's not even just the black community. There's a lot of communities where I want to buzz is like the backbone exactly. of certain communities and therefore it translates into why those communities haven't flourished. Like mm. we just need to divorce ourselves from that concept altogether. Exactly. Yo, so but we, ring. Exactly. Get disease. I, 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 like my dream and my desire is to see people's businesses grow. I want to see the black child shine. I want to yeah. see uh, myself. I, I, I want to see myself being able to go to a store and see something that mm. is South African. That's the idea started here and it's shining in the country. Other people maybe want to see it international. I know when you want to see something internationally, but that for me, psychologically, is the second step. Yeah. First step is loving yourself in your house. Yes. Charity begins at home. Yes. And I think this thing of waiting for Trevor Noah to be in America <laughs> for us to love him is a problem. I think right as you hear, very true. Everybody that's shining, let's let's shine together. And I think mm. it goes back to the initial question that you were saying that um, why is there so much hate and issues and people fighting as black people? Mm. I think once we start believing that we've got a common goal, mm. I think we won't be going in separate directions. Yes. We don't have to be bringing each other down because we know this is my, you know, when even in a company, they have a vision and a mission. Yeah. And we all know where this company is going. Yeah. We need to figure out as a country, where are we going? And once we figure out as a country where we're going, we all know our role. As C, I'm going to say, look, my role is branding and that's mm. my impart in the, my little bit that Your I'm going to give cents. to the country. Yes. If you live and say, I want to be the, the unifier, the speaker, the person that, that gets conversations going, you have a role. Yes. Now you, me and you will never attack each other because our roles are uh, defined. Uh, exactly. And they, they two different sets of roles, but collectively they, they, they work to the main big goal. Yes. And I think that's what we need to start doing where, 
and also speak, man. I think for me, culturally, I want to say culturally because I have in my own experience, I think we don't speak. Every time you ask somebody, what do you do? How did you do it? Mm. It was like, ah, I work hard, I hustle. I'm yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah. What does work hard mean? Like uh. everybody works hard from the bottom to the top of a pyramid of the employment scale. Everybody works hard, but what, what is working hard? Tell me your story. Yeah. You know, I think share. we should tell you, share your story because yes. uh, I also grew up in that thing of when people ask me, oh, what do you do? I was like, I do, I do this and that. What is this and that? Uh. Uh, tell me what you do, how you do it. Yes. I'm not your competition. I'm yes. not anything, but I'm imparting knowledge, you know, hundred percent. I think we need to have more elements of imparting, imparting of knowledge and telling you, tell me if I want to know, how did you start in radio? How mm. do you get here? Oh, you I'll tell you, honey. <laughs> I will tell you, you tell honey. Me a story. I can also believe that. Mm. I could also be like you or something similar to yes. you, but I can learn from whatever yes. mistakes that you've made. But we can't be all starting at zero in Yo, 20, 20 years. You into don't need democracy. to pay the school fees. I already, I already went. <laughs> yes. You, and tell exactly. your knowledge and we must always grip that uh, kind of knowledge. Uh, I love that. So it's, it's, I love that. I believe more and more that everything happens for a reason. And this morning, um, I started or I restarted my meditation uh, journey. I woke up. I didn't even pick up my phone. I went to the other bedroom. I sat on the, on the, on the mattress. I folded my legs. I lit a candle. Hey, I made it a whole vibe. And there was a mantra that was playing in the background. It's if you continue to water others, you yourself will be watered. Mm. You are ultimately a seed. That's it. And you keep growing. So, Every person that you encounter, share your experience. If somebody says, oh my word, you, what, 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 how did you do it? Don't feel like they're asking to compete or they want to overtake you or they want to jump onto a moving train. Just share. You have nothing to lose. I love that. Sia, thank you so much. Yeah, you. Um, I think I'm going to ask that we do a part two in the near future because there's, there's still so much that I want to pick yeah. in that brain um, <laughs> and share because really it's, it's, it's a lot and it's valuable. These mm. are really golden chats. So um, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Um, if you want to uh, see more of his thoughts, you can find him all over social media at brand underscore Sia. He is, um, <laughs> he's a bachelor, but hopefully I can convince him to at least buy a cat or a dog, something, something to keep <laughs> yeah, him company. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a bachelor anymore? I'm not a bachelor anymore. Oh, wow. Married, oh, okay. <laughs> hey, why do things change by the daily? <laughs> daily changes. But one day. One day is one day. All yeah. right. That was Life with Lebang. And in the near future, we'll be chatting to Sia more on South Africans as, as to how we can believe in ourselves and make the most of our lives while we are here. This is Life with Lebang. Cliffcentral.com